Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. back to Hashtag Single. It's me, Jeanette, your host. Welcome back to our August one-on-one when I have a brand new fabulous single woman to introduce you to who I get to talk to, talk about what's going on in their life, in the world, in society, uh, and the patriarchal mess that we've all made. I'm so excited to introduce you to Kim. Kim, thank you for being on Hashtag Single with me. Hi, thank you. That was such a great interview. <laughs> I actually did a little shimmy when you said that. <laughs> We love shimmying. Too bad. We, we don't have any video, but we can all imagine you in our brains yeah. doing a little shoulder shimmy. And uh, Kim has brought her friend Ron to be the voice of the patriarchy with us. Ron, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yes. Ron, did you do a little shimmy when you were introduced as well? I was doing a little Highland fling. Oh, what on earth is a Highland fling? Please tell me. <laughs> You'll have to wait for that one. Oh, okay. Okay. So obviously, as you guys could probably tell, my two guests are not from America. We actually, I connected with Kim in a Facebook group looking for podcast guests. I literally just put a call out being like, hey, are there any fabulous feminist single women that want to chat with me? And she raised her hand um, and invited her friend Ron. So once again, we are having an incredible conversation with a total virtual stranger from the internet, which is probably my most favorite thing to do. (laughs) And we connect about something that we all have in common, which is the pain and the joy of being single in 2021. So, Kim, excited to talk with you. Ron, you know the rules. Sit back and listen, and we will check in with you at a later time to get your lovely opinion on all things that Kim and I talk about. He's already gone. Great. (laughs) He's good. He's a good student. He's He's being a good boy. Kim, so if you've listened to the podcast, which I believe you have, yeah. you know, we all start at the beginning. So it's just sort of a status check-in. Tell me where you're at in your single life, in your single journey. What has brought you to this very moment? Hmm. Very, very, very single. Very, very, very not happy about it. So I'll be 59 in like just under two weeks. Mazel, I- happy early birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> And it's just, I've been on the dating apps. I, I, I think I've been on every single one of them um, since about 2013, 14, when I got a divorce. And um, sort of I've tried them all. I've tried the ones that you pay for. I've tried the free ones. Um, and I haven't really found a lot of difference between any of no. them. <laughs> uh, no. Yes. That's pretty universal. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, my problem is I'm five foot eight and I like hills. So here in the UK, the average height of a man is five foot nine. So that's just one inch. And I Mm. like, you know, like I say, I love flip flops, but I love hills too. So that's strike number one. Uh, Number two is actually (laughs) my age. So I'm, I I teach yoga. That's not what I do for a living. I'm a writer. But a few years ago, I took myself into India and trained as a yoga instructor. Because I just, yeah, I just felt like doing that. And I've recently taken up pole fit. Wait, is that pole dancing? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I love the terminology pole fit though. Like that really makes it sound so badass. Yeah. They've turned it into a class. Oh, believe me. It's so hard. Wow. We were 
learning inversions the other night and I swear to God, I feel like I've been battered and bruised. Like I just slammed my ribs into the pole over and over, but eventually I got upside down. So it was cool. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, you kind of, I'm really used to looking after myself because I grew up with a, a, a grandma who was very sick and she was confined to a wheelchair. And um, I think it stayed with me my whole life. You know, I'm never going to be like that. I can't ever get like that. So I do keep myself fit. And, you know, I don't believe in, you know, sort of all the older women shouldn't wear this, older women should do that. That's just, am I allowed to say bullshit? You can say whatever you want. Yeah. So it is. It's total bullshit. You know, all the all these rules that we have around age, um, mm. it's, it's just a, a crock, basically. But what I found is um, men my age or even slightly younger, they've kind of settled into their old age, almost like it's a rite of passage. Oh, I'm this age now, so I can just slow everything down and not bother looking after myself anymore. And so for me, that's always going to be a misfit. So there comes the problem of where do I find the match? Now, my ex-husband was 10 years younger than me, um, but, you know, he he looks older than I do now. (laughs) And he's a great guy. He's a great human. We're still, you know, we're still good friends, so that's all cool. And then, you know, the boyfriend before that was 10 years younger than me, so that tends, I guess, is my mark. But even so, that's 49, that's approaching 50, and you still find the same problems. Like, you know, here I am at this age, so society says I should start slowing down, and they do. Well, not all of them, obviously, Ron doesn't, you'll hear that later. But, you know, they they just, a lot of them do. So the dating pool for me is very, very small if you take into account the height and the age and how they can, you know, after themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I mean, this is certainly something that's like come up before, just talking about ageism um, in dating in general. Uh, and, and then not just when you're reaching a certain age, let's just, no offense, but let's round you up to like 60 and over. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to age you quickly, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, uh, it's 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 sort of pervasive across, you know, and I think it really even starts in your 20s. Like, it seems to be that men always are looking for this tiny window of young, attractive people and stop looking and stop pacing the age that they're looking for Mm -hmm. to match with where they're at, which isn't really the issue that you're talking about. But just to say that this is a conversation that, you know, has come up before with other single women on the podcast. And I think it is definitely a recurring and active theme in dating. Yeah, definitely relevant for sure. Um, So I have actually actively been trying to find a solution and uh, one of the reasons I asked Ron, so there's Ron, myself and Vicky, who we're all friends and all born in the same year, 1962. So we call ourselves like the Niners and we have these adventures and and we were in Italy, we're in Tuscany, we managed to get there (gasps) last year. I know, it was fabulous. Bucket list, bucket list um, trip yeah. right there, yeah. It was amazing. And we're sitting around the pool and I was saying to Vicky, because she hadn't been on Bumble, so I said, oh, look, look at what we have to, you know, look how limited Wait, is, is. Vicky single? Yeah, she is. Okay, so she gets it. Okay, yes, yeah, great. So I've got my phone out and then I realized that Bumble is, is like it's where you are. 
And I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. So there's all these hot Italians. Hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're in the wrong country for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm swiping. Well, anyway, we were only there, I don't know, for a week. But, you know, on the day that we left, I had a coffee day in uh, Florence with a hot Italian bunker. He was six foot Dreams. two. Dreams. Oh, my I God. Wait, Just he didn't mind that you were, like, leaving the next day? Well, no, I was supposed to go back and see him. So then this whole idea developed in my head. I'm going to do this dating experiment. You know, I'm right by, not far from London uh, airport, the city airport. I'll go to every city I can get to in two hours and do this little dating experiment, you know. (laughs) Just sit in the airport for an hour swiping. (laughs) But go actually use, I thought I'd use all the apps. So I'll use Airbnb and I'll use Bumble. Uh, and you know, I'll just kind of go dating in those cities. I can write from anywhere in the world and do my job, so it doesn't matter. Um, so I thought I'd do that, and then I thought if I got a, a, an apartment with two bedrooms, then my single friends could come over. And this kind of idea escalated. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. And of course, it's lockdown. Yes. <laughs> so you know, I got bamboos aboard. I was like, oh no. But in a way, like this is so interesting. Like this is the time to have that conversation. First of all, because our world, like our borders, have disappeared in a way. Yeah. In the way that I'm having a podcast episode with two people in a totally different country that I've never actually met face to face. Right. So um, this pandemic has allowed us to connect to people from other countries, and there's less of a stigma around it than there was before. Like the yeah. idea that, like I said even this episode is happening, probably wouldn't have occurred to me uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, right? Um, But also, and this is, uh, I sort of talked about this in another episode, we were just talking about how a lot of people, their home base changed, right? So Mm -hmm. either people were in cities and they went home or they decided that that wasn't, you know, their values changed and decided to move their lives. Or like you're talking about, people, their jobs went remote. And we all thought, well, hold up, let's reevaluate. Do I have to be in New York City to do my job? Or can I go live in Bali? You know? Yeah. Um, so this is a brave new world. So I'm I'm 100% about it. Like, why can't you, if you're not finding the men that you want to be dating in your country, why can't you potentially expand your boundaries and absolutely. look internationally? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. So how long were you married for? Oh, I've been married twice. <laughs> okay, so some total, how long were you married? Uh, so my second husband was for 10 years. Yeah, I was married for 10 years. The first one doesn't really count. It was one of those things you do when you're like, <laughs> when you're, you know, 21 and you've had too much to drink and someone proposes to you in a pub and you're like, yeah, hell, why not? I, you know, I get to wear great shoes. Um, you know. Oh my God, amazing. That's never Didn't happened last. to me. It sounds very much like a Lifetime movie to me. You're like, yeah, yeah. let's get married. Not. Yeah, it lasted eight, 18 months. It wasn't as successful. It's just a stupid thing to do. Oh but. my God, it's how very Hollywood of you. <laughs> we tried it. It didn't work out. Yeah, you know, we moved so, on. And how old were you when you first got married? 21. Okay. And then yeah. how old were you when your second marriage happened? Uh, actually, 42. So I married, I, I moved my whole life to, I've done it twice. I've just moved countries like on a whim because I, I just go, oh God, I'm fed up with this. So what can I do? And I move. So the first time I moved to Spain and I lived there for a year. And But the second time I, I'd had a, you know, I wasn't very well and I had a really stressful, high powered job. And, um, I, you know, it, it didn't really suit me. I wasn't feeling very well. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to change my life. 
So I moved lock, stock and borrow and I moved to Turkey and I thought, you know, I was going to be in the land of sand dunes and, you know, men from adverts. And I went to a, <laughs> a coast. Men who ride camels. Yeah. With yeah, like an like, always have like a five o'clock shadow. Kind yes. Of. That dark and broody kind of, you know, man. Amazing. <laughs> But um, yeah, and I thought, I'm going to go there and I'm going to write a book. So I just, I went there. I, I, I went on holiday. I think I looked online on a Thursday. I was there on the Saturday. I bought a house by the Monday. And then I moved on. I came back, did a two-week turnaround and moved out there, lock, stock and barrel, with my 18-year-old son. And Whoa! I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and then I wrote that. But, but I'd lived there a year and then I met my uh, husband and everything changed. Now, he's... Wait, you met him in Turkey? Yeah, I'd been there a year okay. when I met him. And and he was like, he's one of the best human beings on the planet. I love him dearly still. Not in love with him, but love him dearly. Uh, we're still very good friends. I get to keep all the family because I adore them and they adore me. Oh, that's awesome. It really was. Um, you know, so, and had this fabulous life in Turkey for 10 years. So, and then when I came back, the whole world had changed. You know, I'd left as a corporate, I came back, everybody was freelance. I'm like, okay, quick shift. What do I do now? So, you know, rode it out and decided to do the writing thing. Cause I'd been doing that in Turkey, but the dating thing, I've never been single this long before. You know, I don't know what happened in that 10 years I was away, but I've come back and I'm like, God, what happened to meeting someone down the pub? You know, it's really right, everything's right. online. Even just like the last five, I mean, I've been on online dating for about 10 years and even just thinking about what it was like around 2010 versus what it's like in the last three years, it's yeah. a totally different culture, a different climate. But that's why I was asking you about your marriages. Like if this was the first time that you've been experiencing online dating on dating apps. Yeah, for sure, 100%. What did you do uh, in between your two marriages? Like, how did you meet people? Just around, you know. In, in real life, in yeah. Pubs. <laughs> yeah. In real life, what is, where is that anymore? Yeah, but just in, in it normally down the pub, really. Well, um, and I think it's also frustrating when, especially for those of us who have like a before and afterlife, um, I'm 41, so I, I straddle the two worlds of mm -hmm. like – you know, pre-internet, pre-phone, and someone who can also build a website. So I always say you can tell someone's age by when you go out to dinner and you look to see if their phone is in their bag under the table or if it's on the table, you know? So I, st I have a before and after. You have more of a before and after than even I do. But I think it's hard for people that have that before and after experience to come into this new virtual world and be like, well, I used to be able to just meet people in person, so why can't I do that anymore? You know, it feels almost like a flaw in our, well, I used to be hot enough to just go out and like meet guys at bars and like now I have to be on this dumb phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's It's not us, but it feels like it's a, it's a personal dig. Like I'm, I'm not valuable enough to actually just attract someone in real life. I'm forced to go into this machine into this experience that I actually don't enjoy. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a psychological aspect to it, doesn't it? Yeah. I was talking about this the other day with a friend. We were just talking about how a lot of dating profiles for men, they always uh, comment 
on how much they hate being on the app. Like, uh, yeah. can't wait to delete this thing. Or my friend made me try open this profile yeah. or just join, like don't even fill out the profile. And they're like, just join, send me a message. And it's, it's really insulting because you're like, well, I mean, I'm here too, right? But what you're saying is like, you're embarrassed because you think this is below you, but it's not beneath me to be here do yeah, you know it, it devalues me because your ego says I'm too cool for this experience yeah do, do you think that that's really what they mean there or do you think they're just looking at other people's profiles and think oh I'll just write that I, both I mean I feel that way like I look at the <laughs> I look at the selections and I'm like I am better than like 98% of this <laughs> this nonsense of like what's being offered to me so it was interesting when you said that you felt that people, that men, were not making an effort because they felt like they had sort of uh, arrived into this yeah. period of life where they didn't have to make an effort anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if that's actually an age thing. I mean, it, there is some, there is something to it. I think people, as you age, you you stop, you give less fucks, right? So yeah. you stop going out with makeup on, or you like wear comfortable clothes, or you put on a couple pounds, and you're like. Eh, I enjoyed that cheesecake, you know? So that's kind of a natural way of being like across genders. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if it's stronger in men because I do believe, uh, this is something that Ron can circle back later, but I personally believe that women intrinsically are always wired towards um, personal growth, like continued personal growth um, and self-evaluation and self-assessment. Yeah, I would say Um, that's true. So, I, th- I find, especially with the women I've met of all ages, that we're always checking in with ourselves and being like, am I happy with my career? Am I happy with where I'm at? Mm-hmm. What can I be doing to be better? Should I be in therapy? Are my friendships doing well? Like, oh, we're always trying to, like, be the best person that we are. Yeah. Um, or I feel like a lot of dudes are just, uh, they're happier in a simpler way. Yeah. So that's not a knock on guys. I'm just saying that, like, I think we want more from life sometimes and guys can just literally be happy being like, things are good. Why should I change it? You know? I think you're right. And if you haven't seen that, you know, that image on the internet, it's been around for a long time. The mind map of a man and the mind map of a woman. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Women are like, da 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 like all these things. Like I have these a million to-do lists and I have to do, I have to go to the gym yeah. and I want to learn, you know, and I'm going to become a pole dancer and I want to go get my PhD. And, like, there you go. and men are like, I think I'm going to watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but absolutely I, I guess from a male perspective that you know that's that's quite hard to uh, you know to deal with as well uh, are they simpler creatures do they you know in their brains they seem to be much more relaxed and chilled about things which is no bad thing right um but yeah I guess that that is a really good point But when you're dating, it's frustrating because especially when you're older, just because you're older doesn't mean that your values change. So you still want someone to make an effort in their physical appearance. You still want someone to impress you on a first date. You still need a high level of communication. Like just because you're single doesn't mean I'm going to do the emotional labor of like getting us together. Like I still need you to meet me halfway, you know, even if you are – different energetically at your at that point in your life or that age level you know I I think that's definitely like I I feel like a lot of um even some friends they the the clock ticks and they start to panic and therefore they settle so they settle in the wrong relationships 
because they're worried that you know they're getting older and they're going to end up on their own so they start to lower their standards and I don't mean that in a you know a highfalutin way I mean it in there are certain things that you want in a relationship but then you start to forego some of them because you don't want to be on your own and I think there's a lot of people that do that absolutely Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people in un- unhappy relationships because the fear of being alone yeah. is is so deep debilitating to people. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean that's part of like one of the things I wanted to talk to women. I know you said you're unhappy dating, but I wanted <laughs> to really have like strong, empowered, independent, like confident women come in here and and talk about being single because it's hard to. Mm. I'm single. I'm not happy all the time with it, but at the same time, like I would rather be this than let my fear of being alone have me in a in a less than valuable relationship. Yes. Absolutely, 100%. And I think, you know, somebody should do classes in it because I really don't like to see that. And, you know, you have these conversations and they say, oh, oh yeah, but he's good at this or this works and that works. Like justification of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, you know, just no. I'm really happy sort of human. I'm never going to be conventional or whatever, but I'm happy with who who I am and I know who I am. And I'm not going to do settling. So I'm quite prepared to be on my own for the rest of my life if I don't meet, you know, the right guy. And that's fine. That's Um, how I feel too. Yeah. yeah, Amen. Well done. (laughs) Virtual high five across the ocean. Yeah. Here we go. I actually put my hand up then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we had a moment. (laughs) So I'm just curious if you feel if this is a generalized age thing or do you really think it's like uh, defined by your country is it like a UK thing is it are you finding it a trait of men in England like if you were in Tuscany again if you decided to upend your life and live in your third country or fourth country (laughs) do you think you would date differently or do you think you would experience the same thing I think the men are generally I, I see I think it's a confidence thing as well um I you know I'm a, a confident woman and I, I've dated a you know I've had a couple of dates here in the, in the last eight years I tend to turn a man into a jellyfish you know a really strong woman <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta have a really strong man otherwise they start to you know question themselves and because they're not confident in who they are so you know you, you they jellyfish on you Jellyfish like no roll like roll over and be like whatever you want, or they just like don't make an effort. No, they yeah, like not roll over in it, but but they they become indecisive. You become the dominant force in the relationship. Like it's easier not to push back and um, question. You just sort of like like I said, yeah, roll over and say sure, do your thing, you know. Yeah, you know, like he was saying earlier, like you know, as women, you want to do this and you want to do that and you want to do all this, and, and you know, when you're in a, a relationship, you know, I would like somebody to say to me, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because I think human beings like to be challenged. I know that's a huge generalization and it's also a personality trait. But I believe that in general, like we, you know, the reason why parenting is hard is because 
kids will take the easiest. They're going to sit on the couch until you tell them to get up and take a shower. But without you telling them to get up and take a shower, they're not going to develop properly. You know what I mean? So like people need structure. People need to be challenged and pushed and be encouraged that they – to be their best selves, to be a better person. Yeah. So, and I like, um, I personally like my mind to be activated. I like to have interesting conversations. So it's, yes, you're so right. It's so much more interesting to go out for a drink with someone who says, I actually don't agree with you and here's why. Because yes. then you can talk about something instead of someone that's just like sits and nods and is like, cool, cool. So, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> what else should we talk about? Yeah, absolutely that. Absolutely that. Conversation, communication is so, so so very important and I think you need the experience to converse like I've traveled a lot and I'm, I'm quite old I've got a lot of experience I've done loads of things so I enjoy a really good conversation um, but you know and that that's quite hard to find sometimes too I'm really curious about the fact that you dated or rather you married <laughs> excuse me you married men that were 10 years younger than you yeah so uh- what was the dynamic of that? Or why do you think you were like attracted to men that were like a decade younger than you? Um, I think that's because I would say in general, I probably look younger than, you know, my age and I'm probably more active. I'm probably suit that age more. Well, that's like why they're attracted to you, but why are you attracted? Because you find they have more energy. I, you know, I didn't even realized my husband my then husband was 10 years younger than me because there's an interesting thing about um like the Turkish men my husband actually was Kurdish and when they come from the small villages in the southeast um they don't get registered until they get to a big town so you find that a lot of Turkish men have the first of January as their birthday on their kimlik which is their ID oh my gosh yeah and you say when were you born and the mum will say oh it was the year of the rain heavy rains or the year of the many sheep you know so they're not 100% sure (laughs) that's so interesting (laughs) but we think he's about 10 years younger than me And um, to be fair, he acted like 20 years older than me. He had a lot of responsibility from a a young age. Um, Really, you know, he was looking after the family from the age of 12. His mom was, you know, her husband had gone out one day and come back in with the second wife. And she went, "Mm -mm, no, not having it. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's like, honey, look what I brought you. Yeah, exactly. I got you some milk and a new (laughs) wife for me. (laughs) wow yeah Murat kind of looked after the family so he was very strong he was very independent he was very manly and when we would date in I'd be doing my you know whatever my craziness and he'd be like no I don't think so and just sort of like walk away and I'd be like um hello (laughs) it worked until it didn't work we'll just put it that way (laughs) and I think that was a culture thing because when we date Uh. we date someone from our own culture we have an understanding of, you know, our own culture. So therefore, we make a lot of assumptions about why they're doing what they're doing and vice versa. But in a, in a different culture, you, you have to stop and think about that and question that. So it was, you know, it was very attractive. 
Yeah, and relearn the rules almost yeah. of like what well, what his expectations were for a wife. Yeah, which it, can be a little intimidating, and scary, especially if you're you're dealing with a culture that wasn't westernized. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I was not the ideal wife. I didn't cook. I didn't clean. I got the family did that. You know, we we went to their house for dinner. But what? <laughs> I, <laughs> but what I did do was business. You know, so we we built at estate agents and we did very well but because of that in that country and that tradition I kind of you know I I was I didn't have to or I wasn't expected to cook and clean and you know all that stuff. But that's so great that that family accepted you the the way that you were and didn't put this um, external force on you to like mold you into something that you weren't based on their culture. Like that's what a wonderful family to marry into. Oh, so wonderful and quite uh, unusual. I know I was very, very blessed with them and I still am, you know, I adore them and and they may, in fact, they they always say they want to build me a house on top of my mother-in-law's so they can look after me for the rest of my (gasps) life. Oh my God. (laughs) That's really darling. You got, you got really lucky, but you bring up this really interesting idea, which is just the idea of ageism. We're so, it's, we're so imbued with it in our society. Like if you, if we, if none of us knew, I mean, our own age, you probably know how old you are, but if you didn't, if you had the number taken away or the Mm. year taken away, like, I wonder what we would gravitate towards for dating. And if you, more than that, if you took away the cultural stigma, like let's say you were just vibrationally attracted to people who are in their 20s, but without the stigma of like, oh God, she's dating someone in her 20s, like what's she doing? You know, like how interesting would that be to just meet people online without the number attached to it? I think that's that's an awesome, um, you know, really, really interesting idea. Yeah, it would make a, a great experiment, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, like how I don't even know. I just, it didn't occur to me, like everything comes through the filter of, uh, sort of relational, um, relations. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, um, kind of like what you said. You're, you're like looking for men that are around your own age. Yeah, and we do that because we want to have a shared point of view, a shared life experience, right? Yes. But so everything is in relation to ourselves and how old we are. But so if I don't know how to undo that. How can you not think about that when you're dating? Because I'm always thinking about I even just today, just today, I was on um, OkCupid, which I went off of for a while because oh. I was doing Hinge. I dabble. Yeah. I go, you know, <laughs> I've done both. and then I get tired of one. And I'm like, let's try this one again. So I totally relate to you being like, I've tried them all. I'm like, yeah. I have two. I keep expecting a different experience I know. or result, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, let me just, I, I, whatever. So I, I, tried, With hope. I re-logged into OkCupid, which I haven't done in a while. And my settings, um, I, I had had a birthday. So I was like, this is so minute and this is so dumb but I always have um like 10 years nine years younger than myself okay why did I decide that I don't know a decade feels too long for some dumb reason so I've suddenly (laughs) decided that like nine years younger and five years older is what I've given myself I don't know why that's a whole nother podcast episode but so I had had a birthday and I was like oh I need to change you know so now I'm 41 I was like it needs to be 32 instead of 31 because I started talking to this 31 year old and I was like god it's so dumb isn't it it's so dumb (laughs) 
See, see, yeah, it, it really is. That's crazy that you have that programmed into your head, to be fair. I know! Come on, it's crazy. But, it, but really, it really is. 31, like you've just said 31, and I'm thinking what first went into my head is, you could be dating my son. He's 34. <laughs> Send him over. <laughs> is he willing to relocate? <laughs> he probably Is he would. single? How no. creepy would it be if you were like, my, my, the voice of the Patriot is going to be my son? Wouldn't that be funny? Let's do that. Mom. <laughs> oh my god, we're projecting. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that would be a really phenomenal episode. That would um, be. But um. uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I like. What's the difference between thirty-one and thirty-two? I don't know. Somehow, I've decided that someone ten years younger than me is too immature. Yeah, that, that's programming, though, isn't it? That's got yeah. to be some kind of program in your head. It is. Everything is. Even what you said about like the fact that you're finding men your own age. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a certain way or, or uh, you know, as they get older in life, they start to settle a little bit. Yeah. I think it's all societal programming. Yeah. Like whether intention, like I'm sure there's so much subliminal stuff in there um, about how you're supposed to act at a certain age and who it's appropriate to date and how you're supposed to look at a certain age, especially as oh, women. It's all bullshit. It's but totally It has to totally be crazy. like a little, you know, there has to be... A, People like myself, like us, like Ron, like my friend Vicky, who don't fit into that structure. So where are they? Where are the dating apps for those people? You have to make it. Okay. (laughs) God, you know how many times I've wanted to do that, I swear. Yeah. I mean, it would be like an an ageless dating app, I guess. But um, Yeah, ageless. It's kind of cool now. You know what I heard on your podcast? Um, You were interviewing the uh, founders of an app called Foreplay. Oh, yeah. 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 Just recently. Yeah. I looked at that. I, I looked it up and I couldn't find it. Is is that still a thing? I'm like, it may hey, be the it's way, a new No, one. it is. It may be the way you spelt it. It's uh, not foreplay like uh, the word foreplay. It's foreplay. It's like a, yeah, it's a pun. So it's F-O-U-R, foreplay. Um, but, and here, I'm just going to say this again. This is right on brand to what we're talking about. I joined, I'm, I love the idea of it and I joined foreplay and I tried to get a bunch of friends to join with me who are not into it. Um, and I thought about pressing it, but the more I look at the app, I'm like, and this is because the founders are, uh, younger than me. They're in their twenties. The people who are using it are in their twenties. And so I've been like, "Mm, it's not for me. Yeah. You know? So like, there it is again. Like I, I. I removed it myself from something that could potentially be fun because I didn't think I'd find anyone. Yeah. I don't want to date someone in their 20s that I know for sure. Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, if there's not people my own age on that app, I don't want to be using it. Yeah, see, there we go again. We've done it again. But I've excluded myself from an experience. Yeah. 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 Simply because I've made a decision. and I mean, granted, look, this decision comes from experience. It's because I've tried to date people in their 20s and I've found that like – they're just in a different place in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's it's just interesting to me to try to be open to the idea of removing that stigma that we've all put on a number. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. I, I yeah. mean, I get a lot of like 30-somethings. The, the, the cougar hunters, we call them here. I'm sure you do it there too. Just um, even naming them is stupid. Like who cares? I know. Like, it doesn't matter, does it? But I always do say, you know, I've got a son who's 34, so to me that would seem super weird. But then, you know, I literally, I've said to some before, honestly, I've got underwear older than you, and that's kind of how it feels, (laughs) you know. 
Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, it does, it comes from something. It's not just like, like a societal pressure or whatever, or programming, as you said. Like it does come from some point of, I was 30 and I had got set up with a matchmaker with a guy that had, who had just turned 55, I think, or 54. And we actually got on really well. And I ended it because he was too close in age to my dad. Wow. Uh, And that, that I couldn't get around that. (laughs) Like, I just messed with my brain. If you really got on well, and that was like a really good opportunity, but then something in the back of our head just switches us off. Yeah, and he can, we spent a, we had a full 45-minute conversation where he tried to convince me that it mattered more that we just, like, got on and connected and less about age, but I was, I was like, it's a hang-up of mine. I'm not going to be able to take your clothes off. I'm very sorry. And, like, if, if you can't take your, that person's clothes off, there's no relationship. (laughs) That's, that's what it came down to for me. I was like, yeah, no, you're fun. I love hanging out with you. We had a great kiss, but... Uh, something in my stomach is saying this feels twisted. Yeah. Did you say you had a great kiss? <laughs> we did. We did. So the energy was there. It was. Wow. But you know, <laughs> there's, wow. it's, there's, it's an above the neck kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we had great sexual chemistry above the neck. I was like, I can't, literally cannot take your clothes off. Like I, I have a block. I have a major block. Oh, yeah. that is so interesting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I would be the same roundabout, you know, with, with a guy of my son's age. Yeah, and, yeah. And the other thing as well, like with someone younger than you, you're then, so I, I keep myself really fit, but I am still 59, you know, I am. Um, so, you know, so you're you self-conscious. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I get off on Instagram all the time and I'm like, hey, look at me in my bra and knickers. I'm 59. Take that world. I do that a lot. But there's there's difference between a picture and then, you know, actually in a room with yeah, someone you're who's like, 35. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You're like, are you cool with how women's thighs look yeah. in regular life? <laughs> and you know that the tops of the boobies go after a certain age. <laughs> Some guys are into that, and that's great. But, like, I just want to know that they've bought the whole package. So yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. So, shall we check in with Ron? Yeah, definitely. Do you want me to move Ron, myself? we have so many questions for you. Oh Come God. back to us. Oh, my. Oh, my. Blown, blown away by all this <laughs> oh conversation. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Like in a good way yeah. or like a no, scary no, very way? Very interesting. No, fascinating, really. Okay. Yeah, no, some great stuff covered. I've written two pages of notes already, so I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, hit me. What do you got first? Let's Strongest. start with the big topic that, that came out because yeah. that is so strong, is this whole thing about... It, Ageism is a crazy word, but this whole thing about beliefs, we're, in, we're programmed with these sets of beliefs which normally come from complete misinformation or from our childhood or whatever. So all these beliefs that we carry on into life, and now particularly when you're back mm. out there, supposedly more mature, understanding, and yet you've got all this set of beliefs you're carrying with you, this baggage on your back, and you're heading out there as a, as a single person looking for someone else. And you, you're actually reducing all the opportunities and chances of meeting probably because you've got all this stuff programmed deeply into your system. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, for me, that's, I, I, you know, the whole mindset stuff and mental and is fascinating. So I, I think, and then when Kim was going on about the cultural difference, if you then switch that and you walk into a completely different country with a different sets of expectations, then how does that come across? 
you know, because you, you, you have to drop everything you understand and know. It's still there, but it resets the clock. And maybe that's the way forward for all of us. Maybe we need, we, we need to go and have a detox of a different sort, which is just clean the, <laughs> yeah, clear, clear the yeah. brain out, which is, look, you've been carrying all, you know, I, I have a conversation with people and I say, look, you know, we go through life and we've got this backpack on our back, on our back and you keep on throwing stuff into it. And I said, the more you throw into it, the heavier it gets. And, you, you know, you, you get crushed under the weight of it. Get rid of it. You've got to, or you've got to evaluate what's, what, what's, what's worth carrying on with and what you need to get rid of. And that's the biggest challenge. And I think a lot of people don't do it. I fortunately have had time to, to start throwing a lot of that off and going, OK, what's really important? But, yeah, fascinating. So one is this whole thing about age. Uh, I think that's massive. And I, I'm the same. You know, I'm 59. I'm probably not a very good case study for you uh, because I'm, it's not, I'm not a normal guy. But I guess maybe the way I, you know, I look at life and, you know, you, you've got to step up. You know, the, every day is another day. Yeah. Step up, push yourself. Now, I like to push myself the other way where I step into my fear. And that's part of the challenge, which is, OK, right. You start fear starts closing in on you. Life starts trying to close in. So step into it and go challenge yourself even more. Good for, good for you. I'm glad you do that. We were talking about that earlier in the podcast as that being, uh, in my experience, more of a feminine trait than a masculine trait. That's really interesting because I do think, so men, men will, will, will generally do something for an easier life. And if you've been married for, for a period of time, you have got used to saying yes and doing stuff. And I think we do fall into that trap. It's sort of the same thing we were talking about, which is like, it's, it's scary to be alone. Like it's easier to stay in a difficult relationship than embrace the fear of being single. Right. So like, it's just a general personality trait to like, to push against conflicts. Like you want to take the easier road and the easier life. And if that means maybe like making the wife happy or like going along with something she wants, like it is in general, most of society will be like, I'm going to put up with this because it is terrifying to have conflict and to, to confront people with where they're at. Like it's scary. Yes. Yeah. I think I agree. But, but I'm, you know, I lived my life vicariously through my kids for 10 years. So that's where I hid for a while. And then I realized, hang on, actually it wasn't, it was my daughter who put me on a dating app. And I, I'd laughed at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a really bizarre feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a very vulnerable yeah. step. I almost pulled out of it. And then I thought, no, come on, let's do it. I have a question Fire for away. you. Like, are you finding this, the same disconnect in terms of the, the who's available to you in your age bracket that Kim is? Or are you looking in a totally different age bracket? No. So... I've done the thing. So I've worked out that I really don't want... So my age cap, although I'm 59, I think my age cap, I just checked today, I had to laugh. I, th- I thought it was 60. I think one of them might be on another one. It's, uh, it's 58 that I hadn't been on for a very, very long time. <gasps> uh-uh, Rob, we talked about this on another episode. If you are 59, you have to at least want to see women who are your age. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I thought they updated automatically. I thought they just keep... But obviously, clearly not. So there you go. There's, 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 there's my get-out clause. Um but okay. yeah, and again, I thought the the downside, the young side, was a bit too young at forty. I thought, ah, eh, Ron, that's probably not quite that kind of year thing. For me, I missed I missed my forties because I was living vicariously through my kids. So, so I've gone back to somewhere in my forties. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm going like, well, it didn't really happen for me, did it? So, I, uh, somewhere in my brain, it's gone. Well, if it didn't happen, it didn't count. So, I think I'm somewhere back there anyway. Do you want to date women in their forties? That's super. Uh, uh, do you know what? I'm no. To me, it's more, it is all about, it's their outlook in life. There's got to be a connection to so many yeah. different levels. 
And I think that's the bit I really underappreciate. I thought it'd be very easy, or relatively easy, not very easy, but I thought it'd be a hell of a lot easier than it is. Uh, and I've been somewhat yeah. dismayed, I guess. So maybe I, I did listen to one of your other podcasts where you were talking about setting your, your, your geographic zone to somewhere else. And I thought, you know what, maybe maybe oh, that's yeah. the bloody answer. Maybe we should all just you know, just reset and... Yeah. That's that's Kim's I, MO well, for 2021. Yeah, you guys should do it yeah. together. Did, wait, did you go on the dating apps in Tuscany? Uh, so I'd switched mine off, but Kim, I, we were fascinated. And obviously we were all behind it for Kim to go and, you yeah. know, um, yeah. Vicky, our friend, and who's watching on with dismay as we have this laugh about, you know, what's going on in the dating world. And I said, you've got to, yeah, just do it. Now, here's the funny thing, because they're both, they like Italian men. Uh, I'm currently just struck up conversation with a, a girl living in, in Italy, in Turin. <laughs> She's actually Costa Rican, living wait. in Turin. <laughs> so, And I'm going, well, that's kind of Wait, on your dating apps, though? No, she was over here in the UK at the time. Just happened to, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, so there you go. And I'm going. Like, Made her in real life. Well, you never know. I'm going to. I'm going to fly out in September if I can. <laughs> I, I love this. I want updates from That's both That's what you've got to do. I think, but like, why the, why the heck not? If you're, if you're feeling frustrated with whatever selection you're getting in terms of your age bracket or, or how the people are culturally in your country, like, I, I love the energy that both of you have, which is just like, if, if I'm not happy with what I have or what I'm getting, I need to change the script. So you know, why not open up the world and, and see who else you can meet somewhere else? That's kind of, you know, maybe that's where we're all going to go or we will increasingly we will go, you yeah. know, run our worlds from wherever. I don't know, in Miami or Australia or wherever it is, as long as there's a connection, I got to sit in this office and I can work. What a fantastic way to go. I think it's just, it, it would. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And do the age detox. I'm currently going on an age detox to Costa Rica. I, I think I think that should be the way of the I world. think that might be the new this is might be the new the new thing we create, age detox, you know. It's it started here, you guys. You heard it first. Here on hashtag single. Um, Kim, do you have any final questions for Ron? Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, I mean, yeah. you're friends, so you guys talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We have a little WhatsApp group going on. I do have one for you though. Okay. <laughs> You know, just you know, if you just like to put it out there, if there are any like hotties in their fifties who look after themselves, who are tall and who like strong women, then you know, here I am. Oh, I love <laughs> New it. York is not too far. How weird would it be if like the hashtag single podcast then became its own matchmaking agency? It's Wouldn't super that ironic. be amazing? <laughs> super ironic. <laughs> you never know. If you're listening, I should have like a one eight hundred number. Are you fifty nine? Keeping yourself fit? Have a good job with a good outlook on life? You Please call me. us. Kim's ready for you. Yeah. Well, um, not not ready, ready. <laughs> she will be ready for you. <laughs> Waiting for you in Turin. <laughs> Um, you guys, it's been delightful talking to you. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. It's like really engaged me in different ways, thinking about ageism and the way we approach dating. So thank you so much for this super engaging conversation. And I love talking to strangers of uh, different experiences and perspectives from different countries and different cultures. So thank you so much for saying yes to my post and for, for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having I had a great time. I loved it. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And I will keep listening in because I kind of like your style. 
Yes, love it. Uh, thank you. And thank you, Ron. I know it's scary when someone says, do you want to be on this podcast and be the voice of the patriarchy? So thank you for saying yes, and I appreciate it. No, that. absolutely. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, really enjoyed it. And it was great to just sit back and actually listen. You know, so I loved it. Enjoyed it. So It's a different experience. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Killer. Well, thank you guys again. And uh, thank you, my listening audience, for tuning in to this badass episode with a one-on-one guest for August. If you enjoyed it, Please hit like, subscribe, follow, whatever you haven't done yet. And of course, if you can think of a badass single friend that would really appreciate and enjoy this episode, please consider sharing it with them. As always, you can join us over on the socials at hashtag singlepod on Instagram. Find us on Facebook as well. And we will catch you next time in two weeks with another guest expert. Thanks so much for being here. Bye.